welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. I'm your host, Marjorie Frymouth, and we are jumping straight in today because this is a really exciting episode. I'm sitting down for a conversation with my friend, Trail of the Wanderlust. Her name is actually Rachel, but she goes by Trail of the Wanderlust on her blog and travel Instagram, and we just talk through everything travel-related, her experiences growing up as a Guatemalan American and then going to Australia on the working holiday visa. So if you've ever considered Australia or the working holiday visa, uh, this is your chance to get some insider information. I was definitely taking notes as she was talking. And then what it's been like for her traveling the world as a Latin American woman and now living in France as a foreigner and some of the challenges and also amazing experiences that have come along with that. So it's a really fantastic conversation. I do want to add that we are chatting cross-continentally, so if the audio is not as clear as usual, let's just take a moment to thank modern technology that this conversation was possible at all. And without further ado, I am so excited for you to meet here. Here is Rachel, Trail of the Wanderlust. So Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited that we finally have a chance to chat. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm uh, enjoying this as well. Good. Yeah, it's really funny. So just to let everyone know, um, we kind of connected through Instagram. I don't actually remember how it happened. I just feel like I've always been seeing your posts and we've always been um, messaging and chatting about things. And I think we really connected. Um, we have a shared love of travel, and I think we have similar perspectives about things. We were just chatting earlier today about like travel during the pandemic and whether that's responsible and, or not. Um, so I think we we sort of sort of share similar perspectives, and we have the same taste in music. We realize so. Um, it's just been it's been really lovely to get to know you through Instagram. Uh, same here, and. Uh funny I don't remember either but I remember I think our first conversation was about the music I think it probably was yeah Nightwish or Epica or something like yeah, that it was Nightwish or Epica. yeah for I think sure you replied to a post and then you were like I like that music too and then from there and yeah it has been awesome because share that passion for travel but at the same time we have similar opinions on things yeah it's definitely been fun um so you have an amazing uh, travel account you are trail of the wanderlust and we're definitely going to link to your stuff at the end um and what i've sort of gathered from reading your blog and everything is that you have roots kind of all over i know you have connections in la and guatemala and australia we're definitely going to talk about that and now you're living in france so can you just kind of connect those dots for us a little bit? Well, I was born in the U.S. Okay. But because of, during that time, my mom had trouble finding who take, to take care of me, so mm -hmm. she sent me to Guatemala. And then when I was two years old, so all my childhood I spent in Guatemala. Okay. And then back and forth between the U.S. to visit my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that then, definitely helps because I know you've, you've said things about like Guatemala being your home or America being your home. And so that, yeah, that clarifies it. Cool. Yeah, because sometimes it gets confusing. <laughs> they're both my home. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then later when I was a teenager, I moved to the U.S. But then after I went back and then finally at the end, I had to move to the U.S. because of the paper situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because technically, I was illegal in Guatemala. Oh, really? 
oh wow, that's a whole other conversation that I want to have. (laughs) Maybe not right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when did you start traveling? So we have the back and forth between the U.S. and Guatemala. I know there was Australia in there. Was that later or what happened? What happened there? Tell me your life story. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, then I moved to the U.S. and well, when I was in Guatemala, I went to El Salvador. I crossed Mexico by car. Oh wow. So that was already a little bit of exploration. Yeah. That made me curious. And for some reason, I always dream of going to Italy. So it was that trip to Italy that really made me want to travel more and explore. Yeah, I get that. For me, that was Austria, my first big trip abroad. That's cool that it's Europe too. I think think Americans tend to romanticize Europe a little bit. We do love Europe. I think it's a history too. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a history, mm-hmm. but I think that the art and the like architecture and certain things, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, growing up in the US, we think of history as like begins in 1776 or whatever. You know, you have a house in America that's old, it's like 100 years old, 200 years old, and you go to Italy or you go to other parts of the world and they're like, this is 2,000 years old. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> That, uh, that blows my mind. Okay, so I feel like I, I keep coming back to Australia. I want to know, how did you end up in Australia? Or is or are there I more in between Europe and Italy and, in, and all of that? In between, it was mostly Europe, and I went to the Netherlands and Belgium, and then I was back again later, and I went to Hungary as well. Mm-hmm. And then after, I couldn't travel for a while. Um, and then a friend told me about Australia, <laughs> And she told me that it was so easy to go and everything. And then she went. And I was totally living vicariously through her. (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, because I used to say that I would never go to Australia because of the spiders. Mm -hmm, I get that, yep. But then when she was posting all this stuff on Facebook, I was, she had me dreaming about going to Australia. Mm -hmm. So... To fast forward a bit things, I thought I was out of time because uh, working holidays between 18 year old and 30 year old. Yeah, that's what I've been worried about also. <laughs> and uh, I was already 30. Uh huh. So I thought I was out of time because you know most places is um, once you turn the age, you don't. Yeah. You're no longer. That's what I've heard is that the working holiday visa lets you go like through your 30th year before you turn 31. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Cool. Cool. I still have and time. And they actually <laughs> want to move it to 35. <gasps> okay. They already okay. did it for Europe, but the U.S. Yeah. It's a bit because of our the former president. There was yep. some issues between Australia and... Yep. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So then I thought I was out of time, and then one night when I, I hadn't traveled for a while and I really wanted to go somewhere, I was already saving, and then I was sad that I had missed on Australia. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to the website, and then the website is said, included 30, oh and then after you get the visa, yeah, I was, oh. I am so glad you looked at the website. <laughs> That's really funny. I think that's why I think it's always important to go to the official means. Yeah, double check. Double check, triple check if possible. 
Yeah, I, that's, I've always had that in the back of my head that I want to do the Australia working holiday visa. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I'm running out of time. And I feel like the pandemic, I mean, there are far worse things about the pandemic, absolutely, but kind of might have screwed me over there. I might have missed my shot, but we'll see. Once, Once you, you apply, apply for the visa, mm -hmm. you have a have year, year to enter the country. country. Okay. Oh, does it start after you enter the country? It's, it's, you have 12 months to enter the country and it starts as soon as you enter. Oh, so you can really kind of extend it out. I didn't realize that. Interesting. So that's, that's what I did. Yeah. I applied when I was 30. I entered when I was 31st. Yeah. Oh, this is good to know. Thank you. Like, personally, I appreciate this information. I'm probably going to use it. <laughs> well, and I definitely... And I no, I just I definitely want to do a full episode on working holiday visas in general and, you know, different countries that offer them and things like that. So this is a little bit of a sneak preview and maybe I should have you back for that one also. You could really help us out. So let's focus on Australia for a second. So you you got to do the working holiday visa even though you were 31 because that works out. Cool. Uh, you you had a friend that had traveled there. So what did you know about Australia going in? Or, you know, what was your first impression, kind of? I had seen all her adventures. I was already amazed by all the nature and the animals and mm -hmm. the freedom. I felt like there was so much freedom because there's so many isolated places and there's so many mm -hmm. young people traveling around. Mm -hmm. It was like the ultimate adventure. <laughs> That sounds like what I've heard. That's cool. Uh, so what so were you based mainly in one city or did you travel around? Initially, I arrived in Perth and I chose Perth because I heard that the ent entry into the airport was much easier and not many people go there. Okay. In comparison to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. All the backpackers and everyone goes to the East Coast. Okay. Insider so I tips. Wanted, I, was <laughs> I was already looking for the less traveled area. Yeah, definitely. And then cool. in Perth, my initial plan was to stay six months, work, and then travel six months. But if one thing I learned about Australia is if you're a strict planner, it's not going to work for you. Interesting. Okay. So what ended up happening? I ended up staying one week in Perth and then I used this website where you can find travel mates like oh, either cool. you post a, like an ad that you're looking for travel mates yeah that you have a car and you need passengers that's fantastic yeah it's called Gumtree it's a wonderful system. all right we're definitely linking to that thank you <laughs> I hope I'm giving you a lot of tips. I love I it. It's inspiring. No, this this is like me. I, I'm sure this is useful for everyone else too, but I'm like planning my trip right now as we're talking. So this is great for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so so keep going. Tell us the Australia story. I started reading ads and I found these two German girls. I think they got impressed that I was from LA and then they, they seemed cool and everything. So I left with them for a three weeks road trip. Wow. Keep Where did you go? Camping in my life. Oh, okay. It was, I went from, because they had a car and they would sleep in the car. And then yeah. the other was a German guy and me, we would sleep in the tent. Okay. Wow. So was this like, I mean, I know Australia is huge and most of it is 
uh, like not really populated. <laughs> is that fair to say? Um, yeah, so when you were driving around, were you, like, were you in cities or were you out in the wilderness sort of thing? What was that like? It was a bit of a mix of both because it is Western Australia and our road mm-hmm. trip was from Perth to Darwin. Okay. I need a map in I front think of me. <laughs> 3,000 kilometers. Wow. I don't know in miles. Sorry. No, it's all right. That's all good. Cool. Now I'm used to kilometers. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, people. You have to translate it to miles. I know. We apologize to what the US and Liberia, I think. <laughs> okay. So we have a road trip through Australia. I like it. And then we pass by many national parks. Mm. And then you to stay in a lot there's a lot of free camping areas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's either an app or wiki camps so that was my first uh, experience into the wild in australia camping for three weeks that sounds really cool all right what were the other highlights of that that road trip or your time there the reality is that in australia i did like at the end i did five road trips so that's whoa okay one. so that's what you were doing like so much for working, working holiday. <laughs> like, I'm going to hit the road. <laughs> I ended up working. I did work for four months. Okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that in a second. But, yeah, tell us more about the road trips. Any other any other highlights? So, I mean, I really love the fact that you meet some people, you get along, and you go, and you travel around, and you get to see all these yeah. places. They become your Insta friends. Yes, yep, I, I know exactly to what you mean. around. Mm-hmm. Not always goes well, which probably we'll talk about later. <laughs> oh, yeah. The downsides, yeah. Somewhere. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that later. Oh, wow. You get to go on the experiences. Like, we went to do well what? Um, oh, wow. That sounds awesome. That was so cool because in, the, in Western Australia, there's... Um, a reef too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's the less known reef. It's the Ningaloo <laughs> Reef. Okay. Cool. And that and one you can, can walk, walk to it and start swimming. Oh wow! It's a fringing reef. I think it's one of the largest in the world. That it's close to the to the coast, and you can yeah. just start walking, walking, and you can start. Wow, that's very cool. But but you were diving, you said, with the whale sharks. That we went in a tour. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They take you out to go to the whale sharks because in Australia, the reason why I did certain activities in Australia is because they're really strict mm-hmm. about animals. Like you cannot touch them, you cannot yeah. scare them, and, and I'm really specific about that. So. For sure. And, and I mean, Australia belongs to the animals, so that makes sense. <laughs> there you go. And then the national parks was amazing. Mm-hmm. And just being in the road, like I felt like this was the most nomadic life that I ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every night you're staying somewhere else, somewhere near. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I definitely want to experience that. So taking us back to the idea of working, which is ostensibly what you were supposed to be doing there. No, I'm kidding. Um, what what jobs were you able to find or how did that work with the working holiday visa? So in general, with the working holiday, what they mostly want is like these backpack, backpackers to help farmers and like many oh, wow. jobs like that. So it's always going to be kind of hard jobs. 
inter like manual labor kind of things. Manual labor, yeah. Wow. I mean, sometimes you can be lucky and get better jobs, but I feel like if you stay in the city, you're going to pay so much for rent. Yeah. And you're going to get paid less. So are, are you limited to what you're allowed to apply for because of this specific visa? Or is it like you can apply for any jobs, you're just probably not going to get them because you're a, a traveler? I think it depends. Like if you're European, you get the, you get the choice to go in a second year. Oh, okay. All right. So they do limit it a little bit. And for that, you have to do farm. I think you can apply to anything but they prefer to first try to find Australians to get that job. Yeah, that, and fair. That's totally fair, for sure. But your visa allows you to work. It's, that's, that's what it's all about. Like, the idea mm -hmm. is that you can sponsor your own travels by working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. They're so far. Yeah. No, I love it. So what job did you end up getting? So I never even had to make a CV. I got lucky. I was in another road trip. Our car broke down. Oh no. We stayed there for like 10 days and I thought, oh, this little remote town doesn't look so bad. Uh, so we left to finish our road trip. Then we had to pass back. Mm -hmm. And then I checked Gumtree and there was an ad uh, searching for a barmaid. Oh my gosh. At the country pub. That needs to be a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a movie, eh? Exactly. That's hilarious. I love it. So then I went to ask and then there was these two Taiwanese girls. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were my coworkers. So I got to learn a lot about Taiwan when I was living in wow. a area of Australia. That is fantastic. Um, yeah, that is cool. cool. <laughs> Pretty international. Yeah, wow. Okay, so you got super lucky. That's really cool. And it's a very remote area because it's nine hours four-wheel drive from the closest city. Mm -hmm. So it's remote, so I didn't really yeah. get to spend money, so I got to save a little <laughs> That's cool. But I also love, like, when you're traveling, getting to see the smaller towns. Um, you know, big cities can be a lot of fun, but I think you get a different, I don't know if I want to say more authentic, but definitely a different experience when you're in smaller towns, for sure. Yeah, and I think Australia also, it's the one that changed my mind as well of trying to explore the less explored areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you do get to see this more authentic uh, side of it. They just, mm -hmm. They're just doing what they do and then you get to come and see. Yeah, that's totally true. So you mentioned being abandoned. Um, was there anything else that you might consider like a low point or perhaps a good story now? That first week was a bit hard because people, that's the thing sometimes when you're a solo traveler and that's what people get scared of, mm -hmm. that you will not talk to people. Mm -hmm. And I think the first week because there was people traveling in couples, mm, yeah. they don't really, they only talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> So they don't talk to you, so then it gets a bit weird. But I mean, I was all about exploring, so I was enjoying myself. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, being a solo traveler, it's like you're you're either very approachable and people think they can just come up to you whenever and, you know, 
talk about anything, strike a conversation, and you're like, oh, please leave me alone. Or you do end up getting, you know, being left by yourself because everyone else is already in a group or in a couple or whatever it is. But I think that's why I do recommend people to travel solo because I feel like when you're just in a group or in a couple, you just close yourself mm -hmm. like a bit more compared to solo. Yeah. And when you're visiting, people don't feel like you can be approachable. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how I felt with the people. I felt like they were close in their little group. And mm -hmm. then I, I not even felt like, hey, guys. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but then definitely. Later we will make we will make groups of solo travelers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's the best way to meet and people for sure. <laughs> and then the one of being abandoned, uh, that one was a group. I won't say where they're from, but I'm just gonna say it was a group. Mm -hmm. And I needed to get from one city to the other one, so I was looking for a road trip, mm -hmm. and then. I had a feeling, but I really didn't follow my feeling. And I no. think when traveling, always follow your gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> you might think that you're overreacting or you might think that. But I think to me, it's better you overreact a little mm -hmm. than to not follow your gut. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, no. So then I left with them, and then some of them, it was not everyone, because I don't like to stereotype everyone or mm -hmm. anything, or For generalize. Sure. But the person that I was riding with, every time we were camping, they were leaving trash. Oh, no. Like beer cans and stuff, oh. and that was already, like, getting to me a lot. Yeah, that's not cool. And, be and because I'm part of the group, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. So often in Australia, I did get uh, issues with people telling me, you're not my mother. Oh, no. I know the feeling. I'm totally the same. I'm like, guys, just be responsible. That doesn't make me boring and old and all of that. Yeah. Well, it's too bad. You can relate to. Absolutely, for sure. Everyone has different styles of traveling, and I know that you're not going to be the same as mm -hmm. everyone, but there's certain things that we should all do, you know, don't take trash, leave no trays, and yeah. things like this. Like, For sure. The reason why I was left is because we went to a national park, mm -hmm. and they were still doing the same things, and then the driver, he took off to go explore without me. Oh no. Without telling me anything, he took my food. He oh took my gosh. And I was just so, like, I was angry. I was like, that's so disrespectful. I understand it's your car. Yeah, but that's not cool. I'm paying half of the fuel and everything, but at least you could have said, you know what? I'm tired of like driving with you all day. I want to go explore. Yeah. Do you need to eat something, get something because you're hungry or something? I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Wow. This this really does need to be a movie. We have like the low point here where you have your, your struggle that you're gonna overcome and then you're the barmaid in the lovely cute town. This is fantastic. <laughs> They, we didn't get along and we got, I didn't talk to them that night, so mm -hmm. I was so mad. And then the next morning he was like, I'm leaving you behind. <gasps> but just because my, my friends told me not to be an A, you know what? Yeah. I won't leave you here in the <gasps> National Park. I will leave you in the town 
in the oh hospital. Oh my gosh. And she just went to drop me off with all my stuff and <gasps> I was like that. I, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know. And I get there and the hospital's full and I'm crying. And... Yeah. So what happened? I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> what did you do? Well, at the hospital I arrived and because this is an Australian thing that I admired a lot over there is that they're so nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the lady felt so bad that she, that it was full that she, she let me stay where her staff stays. That's really sweet. I've, I'm sure that is, you, you know, quintessential to Australians. Like you said, that's definitely what I've heard. But I think that's also true just for people involved in travel. So many times at hostels, they've saved me like that. You know, they didn't have to. Um, they went above and beyond, like, to make sure that I was okay and had a place and everything. So travelers travelers are usually good people i think <laughs> except for those guys in the car yeah, that is... so other than always follow your gut instinct do you have any other advice for anyone looking at australia whether it's with the working holiday visa or not you know if you're planning a trip is there anything that you would recommend or suggest they be prepared for or avoid or anything like that that comes to mind yes i think the number one is flexibility mm, okay Either if you go for, because most likely you're going to go for a long time if you're going to visit because it's so far, so yeah. long to get there. Exactly. <laughs> it's uh, being flexible because over there, there's a climate that can be crazy. There's mm. so many things that can change. There's so many road, road situations mm -hmm. and stuff. So you have to be super flexible and not always think, oh, but at home I do it this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like be super open-minded because I didn't meet other people that they just couldn't do it. And I mean, and I understand them and they had to leave early. Yeah, that's great advice for wherever you go. It's going to be different than the yeah, way you do true. it at home. That's true too. But yeah. I think sometimes people go with a mentality that because it's a bit similar, like mm -hmm. Australia, it's a bit similar to Europe and to the yeah. US, but yeah. at the same time, it's so big and there's so many things and it's so different and um yeah and that too and then the other one was going to say is read about the location of things because i feel like i've heard horror stories about this yeah so people go for like two weeks and they want to go from sydney to perth yeah i'm like it's 3,000 kilometers between the two. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I've had to adjust to being in Taiwan is like, it's a very, very small country. It's smaller than the state I grew up in. So the idea of like travel is just so different than being in the US. And obviously I'd imagine Australia as well. Um, if you're gonna go cross country, that's a, that's a big commitment. That's not like a one day train ride or half a day train ride. <laughs> But the big difference is that you have a lot of isolated places and mm -hmm. the fact that you have to stop driving at 5 or 6 in the afternoon. Why is that? Because of the wildlife and it's like crossing the street, oh. the later it gets. <laughs> oh, wow. And you can get in a really bad accident if you don't stop. I had no idea. So is it just, is that a custom that people follow that you don't drive later at night? I think if it's in the city, like like the big cities, people do. But yeah. after, when you're 
going around on road trips because you also find a lot of Australians doing those road trips mm -hmm. that you do. Yeah. And everyone stops around like before the sunset. Yeah. That is because crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I had no idea until I was there, actually. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. So I was like, what? Why do you have to stop driving? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. Um, okay, so I, I have so many other questions for you. <laughs> we, should, we should turn this into a series. We should just do our own, like, season okay, of the podcast. Um, but do you have any other, like, final things you want to say about Australia before I jump to something else? Okay. If not, that's Australia, fine. Australia, <laughs> I think, is... It's a country that is, I think not many people, it's not that high on people's list. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why, because recently someone said that ultimate for animals is Africa, and I understand, I yeah. agree. But Australia has so many, like so much wildlife. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You, sometimes you can't see kangaroos in the city. <gasps> Whoa. Like, yeah, you have to go to the suburbs, but you can see kangaroos. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. That is so crazy. I mean, we never think, like, or at least I don't. I don't think of them as wild, even though I know they are. Um, but, yeah, like encroaching on the city or something like that. And another advice is so many people just go to Sydney or just go to the big cities. Mm -hmm. And I... I know it's just my opinion, but I think that when they only go to the city, they're missing out to see the real Australia. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Cool. So I recommend that if anyone goes, yeah, visit Sydney, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, visit Melbourne and all the other cities, but go explore. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's so, literally so much more to Australia, just in terms of geography, but also experience. So, no, it's okay. Um, so switching tracks totally for a second here. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to like, your personal experience with your identity. I know, you know, Guatemalan, American. Um, I was wondering if that has shaped either your perspective with traveling or your experiences, how you've been received. Um, I would just be very curious what you have to say about that. I think from my perspective, because I'm partly Guatemala, I see certain things differently, not, not not that I see them better, but yeah. for example, already in Instagram, there still continues this conversation of rich versus poor countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that kind of boils me a bit mm -hmm. because in Guatemala, for example, I have friends that travel way more than me. They have way more money than me. Jealous. And in the yeah. U.S., at some point, I had no money and I couldn't travel. Mm -hmm. And I was considered poor. Mm -hmm. And then I think seeing it from the two perspectives, a lot of people always say, oh, I live in a first world country. I'm so lucky. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to just see the general population. I think that unfortunately travel is still a bit of privilege for everyone that travels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do wish that it was more accessible. <laughs> No, it's true, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think mm -hmm. that because of my culture, for example, Latin American culture has a lot of similarities with Asian culture. Ooh, in what way? So we can understand each other, like, 
respect for adults. Oh really, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to, or you're like, you have to respect your elders. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot just say. I remember when I moved to the U.S. and the friends of my sister would just pass by and I say hello. And used to oh. go to I, yeah. I was like, okay, and or here in France, sometimes people, if they don't know you, they don't say hi when you work at certain places, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's that? Why? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. And, and then there's also the fact, because in the U.S. I had a lot of Asian friends, I think that's the reason why I learned a lot about that. We have a lot of similar <laughs> things. Um, aside from the I mean, it's not that the other culture to respect or anything. It's more like like the traditions of like you must do this. Yeah, yeah, like very traditional cultures in general. Yeah. Yeah, very proper. Not that everyone does it either, but the way your parents educate, you're like mm-hmm. you don't answer back to your father or mother. You're punished, like things like mm-hmm. this. I yeah, I I, I I personally find that are similar with like Asian cultures or mm-hmm. other places. Yeah, that makes sense. So we have America, we have Guatemala, we have Australia. Now you are in France. Um, so one, how did you end up in France? And two, what's it like being an expat there? What's that experience like? So I ended up in France because of my 10th month in Australia, I put an ad searching for a travel mate. Mm-hmm. And a certain Frenchman replied to my ad as a oh, travel mate. Okay, it is a movie, Rachel. It is a movie. This is the end of it. <laughs> I mean, it's not the end. You have a lovely, glorious life, but this is the end of the movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> It is a bit like a romantic movie. It is, yeah. Okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> so I did put the the ad and replied, and then we got along, and then we became from travel mates to life mates. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it, yeah, I ended up in France. Cool. So you don't have to share your specific location, but I actually don't know where in France are you. Are you in Paris or another? No, you're not. You're in a smaller town, I think. Am I right? No, I'm actually in the just right outside of Paris. Okay. Cool. Cool. It's still considered Parisian region. That's why I usually just say Parisian region because yeah. it gets complicated. Because yeah. a lot of people only count Paris the center. Well, yes. <laughs> people are like that with their cities. Yeah, it's metro. So, uh, actually, the foreigners, but not the locals. <laughs> because I told a local, she is from Paris, Paris, and I said, oh, yeah, I live here. And then she's like, so you're Parisian too? Oh, and I you're said, included. Oh, I thought I wasn't. And she's like, no, that's the greater Paris. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations on being Parisian. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so... What was that experience like moving there? I mean, had you ever been to France before? I, I'm, you do speak French now, right? I feel like I've heard you speak French on your I stories. I speak French now, but when I arrived, I only knew how to say merci. Wow. Je ne parle pas français. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> so did you move uh, there initially or was it like some visits and then you decided to move later on? 
Well, after we left Australia, Steve had to come back to work. So I came here initially as a tourist, just 90 days to see mm -hmm. what things like How options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> options and do you like France? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I like France, because to be honest, France was not not even on my list of places to go travel. Like, That's always what happens, like, though. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of us. I know we've said you and I have sent kind of similar travel views. We sort of gravitate towards like the lesser known places a little bit. Like it's so easy to say. I want to go to France or I want to go to Spain and you know I think we kind of skip over those sometimes I'm like I want to see something like totally different where not as many people go but that's a shame because there is so much that is amazing and that you can discover about those bigger better known countries as well and I think that that's what I have learned being here now because I have gone to places that are only known by French and other Europeans, mm -hmm. but they're not so known by international people. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I know. I go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I love I love all your stories and posts about places I've never heard of before. I don't recognize, but they're all so cool, and I'm I'm definitely like. To be honest, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, but but France has moved higher on my list for sure since I've started following you on Instagram. Um, I definitely want to make Yay, it there come soon. Visit me. Come I, yeah, visit for me. sure, for sure. Yeah. I have a I have a couch. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm, no, I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> the the apartments are small, but I have a when we when we bought the couch, I told Steve we have to buy one so when we have guests. Yes. yes, there will be other travelers. <laughs> yeah, once you're part of that lifestyle, it never goes away. That's no, so cool. So um, I, we do need to wrap up soon here, but I, we could go on forever. I do. I am curious, though, just about living as an expat in France. I mean, I know what it's like to be an American in Taiwan, um, and I've been in some other countries longer term as well, but um, how has it been for you there? Challenges or I, I, amazing experiences? The challenge. The challenge, I mean, the amazing experience is the healthcare. Yes, yes, right? <laughs> yeah, we've talked I've about this. Able, yeah, just to resume, I have been able every to do everything that I couldn't do back. <laughs> I'm about to leave Taiwan. I'm like, I need to go to the dentist. I need to go to the doctor. I need to get all my checkups and do everything before I leave. And then I think the hard part has been the language. And the, and the fact, fact that, that even though French, French travel, travel a lot, you don't really meet the travelers like in regular. Yeah. Being Everyday in the life. city, so mm -hmm. then people don't understand when you're already bilingual or trilingual. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that you have an accent. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes it's a bit hard when you go somewhere and you're so confident with your language, and then they're like, "Pardon." Oh. Now, this is definitely a stereotype. I don't know if it's true or not that the French are a little bit um, specific about their language. Is that a nice way to put it? Yeah, they're really specific and they have like the the weeks of Francophonie of mm -hmm. speaking French and they're really specific with French. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then fair enough. <laughs> the hard for them. part of finding a job is that they can be picky about that too because hmm. I only have had one job since I've been here mm -hmm. and when I went to the interview 
the person in the interview, he told me like this, your accent annoys me. Oh no, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I was thinking of. That is so sad. I can't even imagine no saying that to someone. To me, it's a bit shocking because when it comes to professionalism and professional, I am, I worked in the US mostly, so I know that you had to be super professional. So here I was a bit shocked about that. And then some months ago, I spoke to my counselor of employment and he told me, to be honest, I will tell you, if you're looking for a bilingual job, a job would prefer 100 times to take a French that speaks bad English than a foreigner that has an accent in French. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so a shame. Those, yeah, those views are a bit like, I don't, I think that how you're supposed to improve if they don't give you the yeah. opportunity to do that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. All right, well, tell us one awesome thing about France. What is great about living in France? <laughs> the food. <laughs> the cheese. I love cheese. Oh, my gosh, so same. Oh, I can't I even imagine. <laughs> and they have so many different types of cheeses. It's amazing. Yeah. But also the fact that they really care what they eat. Mm-hmm. So when you buy, let's say you decide to buy organic things, is not triple the price. Mm, mm -hmm. They're quite similar. So you have that option and they like to know where the product comes. Mm -hmm. And so then you, the quality of food that you eat is better, better because they think about it. Yeah. So I like that perspective. Yeah. The food because you're really enjoying your And, and I same love with that. jobs, you know, mm-hmm. you literally eat to, you, I mean, you stop to eat with your coworkers, you mm-hmm. have a time, and you, you never see people working at their desk and eating like they used to do in the U.S. Yeah, quality of life. <laughs> quality of life and the vacation time mm-hmm. and the nature, all the, all the places that you can go see in France are amazing. And yeah. You're making me want to go more and more. So I appreciate that. Um, all right, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna ask you kind of like a big open-ended question. You can interpret it however you want, but if you had to sum up, like why do you love traveling or what does traveling mean for you? What would you say? <laughs> That's a huge question. How would you, how, how would you answer that? Mm, I think, when it comes to traveling, I love the feeling of exploring. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're going somewhere new and seeing the life of other people. Yeah. Once I was asked, why do you travel? Everyone does the same. No. And I said, no, I think it opens your mind to go see that perhaps those people do the exact same things as I do. Or they do other things. Mm-hmm. that are so different. Mm-hmm. I like the sense that you get to learn so much, but I think I have realized, especially after Australia, that sometimes you think of travel, that you're going to go learn about the place and about the culture and about other people. But to me personally, 
I think it's the opportunity that you go, you detach yourself from home, mm -hmm. and you go learn about yourself. Yeah. Yep. I think that's like the biggest lesson. Like, you encounter yourself. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I know if it's a short, if it's a short travel, I know it's a bit harder to find that. But I think. When, when you're, you're flexible, flexible and open-minded, you start, start seeing, oh, okay, I can, can adapt. adapt. Oh, mm -hmm. I never thought, thought I can adapt. adapt. Or like, like, you start, start discovering more things, things about, about yeah. yourself. <laughs> I 100% agree. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so is there anything else that we forgot that you, you want to share, you must say, about you know your experiences or traveling or, or anything else before we wrap up? I think, uh, even though it's not like the happiest note to say, <laughs> earlier we didn't really finish, is that oh, yeah, yeah. traveling as a Latin American is that yes. sometimes I have encountered some discrimination by yeah. other travelers. Okay, yeah, tell me about that. So that has been a bit hard. When I was in Australia in the bar, Mm -hmm. This man came and he started treating me so bad and he's like, clean that, you didn't give me this, you didn't... Oh wow. And finally when I serve him and I turn around and he said, effing Mexicans, they're everywhere. Oh my gosh, and he was a traveler, he wasn't Australian? Uh, he was actually, I think, from like Texas or something, wow. living in Australia. Okay, okay. Morocco, I was passing, we were in Chepstown. Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful little town, the blue town, you know. I've Morocco. seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it, but pictures, yeah. And we passed by these girls, and they started, when they saw me, they looked at me up and down, and they were like, build the wall, build the wall. And I was like, oh. Oh my gosh. So things like that has been hard sometimes when traveling, because you yeah. think, but they're travelers. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And that's why I say that you have to be open-minded because just the fact of taking a plane to go somewhere, mm -hmm. just to see, doesn't open your mind if you're going to act this way with other people. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's not, you can't just hop on a plane and expect your worldview to shift. You have to put in the work as well and be, be ready to accept those new ideas and differences and people, honestly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I have other stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry that you've encountered that. And I hope, I mean, I continue to hope that things get better in that regard around the world and in our own countries and all of that. Yeah, because I think that's important to, to mention because sometimes people, I think I don't always see that many Latin Americans traveling. Mm-hmm. Like in Australia, most of the time I was the only one. Yeah, okay. So then sometimes you want to... How can I say? Like once we went to a supermarket, mm -hmm. and in the supermarket they decided to do a control, and I had a, a small bag, and the lady controlled my bag, but not the German. Yeah, yep. So there's things that probably I hope they can change still. I mean, I see more people traveling of different origins, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. You want someone, I mean, you don't travel to identify with people, but it's a bit cool to see other people that look like you 
or that have similar backgrounds than you that are also mm-hmm. traveling. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it's a hard thing to explain. No, I, I think that makes sense. As much as I, you know, don't identify personally with that, it, it does make sense to me. Yeah. So I think well, that, yeah. that will say, because I know I can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. This is fantastic. I really, really appreciate you sharing your stories and insights and experiences and all of that and we will link to all of this as well but rachel where can people find you on the internet they can find me on instagram a trail on the wonderlust yes and, and a, a french account also <laughs> oh i do have a uh, trail the wonderlust france yes it's because i was posting too much about france on my site so people have been confused even though because of covid i'm only traveling in france so yeah it's been a bit of so expect a lot of friends no i love it it's great <laughs> and then you have a blog as well right i also have a blog which is also travel the wanderlust it's in uh, wordpress you can actually go on my instagram and there's a link directly to go cool to fantastic and we will link to all of those in the description of this as well. So, Rachel, thank you again so much for talking to me. It's been really nice to actually, you know, talk to you <laughs> um, instead of just exchanging messages, which I, I also love as well. And thank you so much for having me me as a guest and also talking to you. It's awesome. We should do this more often. Absolutely. Aside from the... <laughs> I know, aside from our technical difficulties, which you guys missed at the beginning. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. thanks, thanks so much, Rachel. And thanks to you for listening. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Going Out Your Door, on Twitter at Going Out Your, and send any messages to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. I will talk to you next time on Going Out Your Door. Mm-hmm.